This is Twenties Inspired. I am on a mission to design my twenties around happiness and purpose through learnings from personal experiences, <laughs> books, podcasts, articles, and talks. I hope to inspire you to live a more happy and fulfilling life, according to you. Welcome back to 20s Inspired. I hope you are having a wonderful day so far. I am really excited about this episode. I have honestly never related to a concept so much in my life. So I am really glad that I stumbled upon this. I'm actually shocked at how relevant this is to my situation. So I am proud to announce that I have just been through and am currently technically going through a quarter life crisis. (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking. Holly, you're only 22. This can't be a quarter of your life. Well, yes. Yes, I am. Life has been kind and given me this delightful challenge early on. So this is what we are dealing with. I am delighted to tell you, though, that this is a widely studied concept that incredible numbers of people will experience in their 20s or early 30s. It's almost a rite of passage to go through a crisis in your 20s. If you have not gone through a crisis or been in crisis mode or felt like your life was just out of control then I truly don't believe you are in your 20s or have been through your 20s. You can't say that you truly experienced your 20s if you haven't had a crisis. So prepare yourself, strap yourself in because we are getting into the nitty and gritty of this widely common and confusing chapter. As expected, I have gone down the rabbit hole with all the research of the quarter life crisis because it is fascinating and also extremely comforting in knowing that I am not crazy, I am not chaotic, I am not irrational with my decision making, I am simply just riding out the wave of our 20s and you might be able to relate. So this is a psychologically proven process that many of us will go through in our 20s or early 30s. This life crisis is characterized by feeling trapped in your life choices. Whether that be in a relationship or in a career path, the city you live in, how you are going about your life in general, who you are, or maybe all of them. (laughs) Whatever it may be, it's a feeling of being stuck in your life which you have created for yourself. And that is arguably the best part. For most of us, we do create the paths that we end up in, that we go down. And the crisis is defined by realizing that the steps that you have taken and the path that you are going down is not actually the right one for you. It's feeling like the choices you have made in your life so far just don't add up to who you are or who you want to be. And that spins you into crisis mode. Because you're like, what am I doing here? Who am I? I'm not happy. These choices should have made me happy. It's what I thought I wanted. Equals crisis. (laughs) It is a time of a whole lot of confusion. 
and questioning your purpose and place in this life. Psychologists have analysed that the crisis usually occurs in your 20s. Once you move out of home and you start fending for yourself, you could perhaps have moved to a new city away from your family and friends, be in a serious relationship and are getting into your chosen career that you have worked towards. It's once adult life starts to feel a little bit more real and you can almost see your path paved out for you, your future. You almost know where you're going to go with all of these choices. I have two friends who are currently experiencing this crisis and just knowing that someone else is going through the same thing has been really comforting. So that's what I hope this episode brings you. Any comfort in knowing that if you are experiencing this in any of the stages, you are very much not alone. If you aren't experiencing this, then you, my friend, are a lucky bastard who probably has their shit together, but strap yourself in and do not get too confident because research shows that you might just experience it too. (laughs) Now, let's get into the stages of the quarter life crisis. Stage one, feeling trapped by your life choices, feeling uninspired or lost within your pursuits. This could be one particular pursuit or all of them at once. Feeling as though you are living your life on autopilot. You are in bot mode. This is incredibly difficult. It's that moment when you realize that the path that you have caved out for yourself is not actually the life that you want to live. You don't feel inspired by your choices. It's a really difficult place to be in and I have been there. It's confusing because I felt like I should be happy. In theory, on paper, I had everything I thought I wanted and I should be happy. But I realized that I wasn't living according to me and who I am. I felt like I was living someone else's perfect life, but my soul wasn't satisfied. I didn't have a purpose and I didn't feel like I was living through my values. I had recently had a really, really good conversation with my best friend about this exact thing and he has literally just experienced this, a feeling like you should be happy in your circumstances. On paper, you have great opportunities or you are in a loving relationship, whatever it may be, on paper, it looks great and it looks like you should be satisfied But that doesn't mean that it's actually for you and that doesn't mean that it's actually satisfying your personal needs and the things that make you and only you satisfied and fulfilled in life. My friend experienced this in terms of his career opportunities and I really want to talk about this because I'm not sure it's spoken about enough. What looks like the perfect opportunity for someone else could be the worst for another person. And I think when we're in our 20s and we get given these opportunities, it's like you can't not take it. You know, it's that feeling of like, wow, like it was an incredible opportunity. I can't say no or I can't not go down that route now because it would be a waste. But that's just not being true to yourself. And it's okay to say no to certain opportunities in your 20s that you know do not align with you. 
So my friend really struggled with this and he went down the path thinking that he should be happy and why is he not happy because he thought he wanted this and it's an incredible opportunity but then realized that it's an incredible opportunity, yes, but for someone else. We need to overcome the idea that all good opportunities are meant for us. We need to instead acknowledge ourselves and what makes us innately fulfilled, what speaks to our soul. If you are going through stage one and feeling lost or uninspired with your life choices, firstly, this is way more common than anyone speaks about. It does not mean that something is wrong with you or that you have failed within your pursuits. You are simply human who has their own personalized needs and you just need to figure them out. I think finding out what doesn't work for us is incredibly, incredibly valuable. So if that's even what you do in your first years of your 20s or all throughout your 20s, find out what's not for you, then that's incredibly valuable. And we shouldn't look at that as a failure. We can look at that as learnings and go, okay, I'm getting closer to what is for me. Okay, now we have stage two. So stage one, we've recognized that we are lost, that we are uninspired with our life choices. Now we're on to stage two, which is your inner voice starts to speak up and something tells you to change your life. Your inner voice. I love this one. We all have that inner voice that whispers things to us, that tells us what we actually want. It can be very faint, but it's always there. The thing about that voice is that it never really goes away. It lingers. I tried to ignore mine. I wanted my Brisbane life to work out. I really did. At least I thought I did, right? Ignoring that inner voice, your gut instinct kept me living a life that wasn't quite right for me. It started to actually manifest physically in my body, which I never thought was actually possible. It was in the form of IBS. And I became physically unwell because I ignored that voice and kept pushing on with choices that weren't making me happy. Deep down, we always know what we want. Even when we think we don't. When it comes to toxic relationships, you always know it's toxic. You may try to cover up your partner's behavior when talking to your friends, but deep down you know your friends are right. You chose to ignore that inner voice because it feels easier to stay in familiarity than to move into the unknown territory and to leave. You know the pain of staying. You don't know the pain of leaving and that pain, the unknown pain, can often be more intimidating than the pain that we know. Our inner voice is there to tell us what's right, acting as a guidance towards what we actually want. Now, it can be annoying at first and can almost feel like a little devil on your shoulder because sometimes you just want to be in denial about your life, right? Sometimes you just want to say, I just want to be happy with these choices because not being happy will mean that I need to make change and that is difficult and that is scary and that involves a whole lot of difficult conversations and decision making and moving into the unknown. So I just want to be happy with what I'm in right now. But that inner voice doesn't listen to that. The inner voice does not accept denial. It's like a little devil telling you to go down a risky path and perhaps put your passions first 
or to ask that really attractive person for their number or maybe even to tell someone that we love them. To ever so gently push us towards scary situations which deep down we really want but would rather stay in denial about. Because denial means no change. It means no challenge. And that's comfortable. Now, the more I actually listened to that inner voice, pushing me to make a whole lot of life changes, the louder it became. Now, this may sound like a bunch of hoo-ha, but my gut was a very real thing for me. And it wasn't just hoo-ha, all right? It was physically becoming an issue and I had to actually listen to what I want. I used to be quite skeptical, but I would go on these runs and that's when ideas would pop into my head. I'd be in the shower and an idea would pop into my head or something would be telling me, why don't you do this? So the more I became aware of it and the more I like leaned into it, the more I heard it. Stage three, you make big life changes. You leave a relationship or a career or whatever else making you feel trapped in life and you embark on some time out. Now this stage is a whole mix of emotions going on. You've actually done it. You build up the courage to leave and you actually make life changes and that takes some balls. It really does. To first outwardly acknowledge that you are unhappy and uninspired is massive and to then have the difficult conversations, which we all know that I freaking hate, (laughs) that come with making life changes is a whole other beast. Courage has made its way into my five core values. For this reason, it takes real immense courage to make life changes and requires a whole lot of strength. I find it incredibly admirable when people are able to decide that something is not right for them and then to act on it, to make that change, to follow through with action. It's not easy. There is a great quote that I heard on courage and it's that sometimes all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage. I found this to be particularly true when it comes to making change. 20 seconds of insane courage to tell someone what you have been holding back for a while. To speak your truth. Once you say that first sentence, the main part, you've got the ball rolling. It's often the first 20 seconds that can be the most daunting. People who have skydived say that the scariest part is being at the edge of the plane when you're just about to jump. Or people who have gone bungee jumping say that the scariest part is standing on the edge. It's that 20 seconds, all you need to then jump. And once you're there, you're flying. Now, whether or not that ends well for you, no, we can't predict that. But once you've done it, you're off and you deal with it from there. Making life changes involves a whole lot of courage, particularly as well when what you are leaving involves stepping into the unknown. Embracing the unknown is a challenging endeavor that keeps many people trapped in positions they don't want to be in from fear of what's next and the fear of unfamiliarity. But stepping into the unknown and taking time out can be incredibly necessary, especially in times of crisis, especially in times where We've made those big life decisions and our brain is just frizzled. We have decision fatigue. 
which is also a real thing where you've made so many decisions that you just feel like you can't decide on anything anymore. I also experienced that. You can always take a time out. You can take a break. That is okay. I decided to take a six-month gap and that's where I'm currently at. So I experienced the crisis and I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I made all of these massive decisions and pretty much ended everything. <laughs> um, I mean, in terms of all my commitments, it's to immerse myself in a new life, to meet new people, to travel, to take up new hobbies and start a passion project. I went through a breakup. I ended a job that I actually loved, but I didn't want to be in that city anymore. So I had to leave that job and that was really difficult. Yeah, leaving the city. So there was a whole bunch of changes and I decided, you know what? I am not going to jump into something straight away. I am going to take some time for myself. Taking a break from life, following big life changes, like a really meaningful breakup, leaving a job, moving cities, experiencing grief or an event out of your control. All of these things can trigger a crisis and spin you into crisis mode. We need to take time to process change and rediscover what we love. So this is you time. This is self-discovery time, a time for a lot of reflection and processing. Take time to take it slow and introduce new things into your life, but give yourself that time. Stage four, you rebuild your life. You build a new path for yourself. You take up new hobbies. You try new activities. You meet new people. You have new experiences. You find out who you are and how you want to live. I love this stage. This is extremely exciting to me. This is a time to indulge yourself in all the things you love, to prioritize yourself and refill your cup. We have just gone through a lot of change and we have left the things that aren't right for us. So now is the time to rediscover yourself. I'm going to give you an analogy here. Imagine your life is a garden of plants and every plant that took up valuable space is what you filled your life with, your commitments. When you make life changes or leave things that are no longer serving you, you cut out those plants. And you now have space in your garden for new ones. Ones that you're actually excited to see grow. Not ones that you walk out your door and go, ugh, that thing again. (laughs) No, we want beautiful plants now because we have space to pick them. So maybe perhaps you plant some flowers, you get jiggy with it, you know. (laughs) If you have more time in your life, why not allow yourself to experiment to discover new passions, to get to know yourself, right? The point is you now have more space in your life for different plants to occupy your time, to occupy your garden. So stage four of the crisis involves some soul searching. It involves trial and error. If you have previously felt lost or uninspired, aka stage one, You want to get to know yourself and work out what you actually love and who you are. This is a stage of understanding yourself. I want to talk about overcoming your crisis in this stage because this is where I am currently at. This is what I am going through. 
I am on a six-month gap, so this is a bunch of time for self-discovery. Now let's get into it. Overcoming your crisis. We have soul searching. (laughs) So taking time off, traveling, go experience new things, something fresh and different. Book a flight, book a trip, (laughs) get your phone out and look at the cheapest flights there are, even if it's just for a week, even if it's just for a weekend, four days. If you can take six months, do it. (laughs) Meeting new people and honestly, there is something really profound in seeing life from a different angle, a different perspective, seeing how other people live. There is so much more to life than are issues sometimes and when we see that from a different angle and we take ourselves away from the usual area that we're in and we go somewhere else and we immerse ourselves in a new culture there is something extremely inspiring about that travel has helped me every single time I have felt lost or even had a decision to make I go somewhere new and I feel inspired and I feel like I can reset again There is a reason why people travel when they're lost, as cliche as it sounds. It works. Another step in overcoming your crisis is to determine your five core values. We've spoken a bit about values in the decision-making process episode, but knowing your values and what you stand for and what you need to feel fulfilled in life is essential to living a happy and purposeful life. Psychologists recommend only choosing five values to live by, which is incredibly difficult, but can give you a tunnel vision perspective on how you want to live your life and who you want to be. Knowing my values has really, really helped me in this stage to stay grounded and stay firm with this time off and only put in things that I know will, you know, work along with my values. I recommend looking up James Clear's article on personal values. He has a list of 50 widely recognized values that you can choose from and really reflect and try to narrow down to five values. It's very difficult. (laughs) This will massively assist in your decision making to question your decisions and paths in line with your values and make sure the things that you're adding into your life are in line with your values. And that will prevent you from getting lost in the future. Another step to overcoming your crisis is self-reflection. Take time to listen to yourself. However you may do this through speaking to a psychologist, journaling, meditation, all of the above. (laughs) Really allow yourself the time. Go for long walks without music. I do this and I absolutely love it. And it's really allowed me to self-reflect. Taking time to really evaluate what you love and what brings you joy and fulfillment is so essential, I have found in my life. This will really help you find a purpose and find a passion in your life. Now, the next one to overcoming your crisis is evaluating your skills. So what worked for you in the previous chapter? Identify your strengths and weaknesses. I heard an interesting concept about working on strengths versus weaknesses. The idea was that we should be prioritizing our strengths and go for careers and paths in life in line with our strengths. Instead of spending valuable time trying to improve our weaknesses, 
And it's also, there's something to be said about when you feel like you are good at something and when it is your strength, you enjoy it a lot more. Often our weaknesses are things that we don't actually enjoy, nor are we good at. So we should play to our strengths in life. That was something that I heard and I really resonated with that. And I was like, that makes sense. Now, the next one is thinking about your passions and your purpose. I will do an entire episode on this because there is so much to be said within the topic of purpose. What I do want to say, though, is that within this time, take the pressure of feeling like you need to have a one sole purpose in life off. I want to dispel the idea that there is one sole thing that we are born to do because I think it can actually send us into crisis mode or keep us in crisis mode or perhaps make it worse. I think believing that we are put on this earth to fulfill one thing or to find our one path is a dangerous mindset that can cause us to question all of our decisions and think, oh, am I really happy here? Is this what I'm meant to be doing? You know, I think in social media and the culture these days is so much like find your purpose, find your passions. But I don't think it's one sole thing. I think we can get purpose and passion from anything in life. And I think it truly evolves in whatever stage of life you are in. So I think believing in this time off that you need to find your purpose and that you know, this is the time to do it, I think can send us into crisis. I think as long as you are happy with what you are doing, you feel like you are challenged within your pursuits, you can always find a purpose for why you're there. Maybe it's bringing the joy in the office. Maybe that's your purpose. Maybe you want to bring joy to other people's lives. It doesn't have to be this one sole thing. There will be more to come on this. (laughs) Now stage five. So stage four, we have gone through the discovery process we've added things we like back into our life and stage five is you develop new commitments more in line with your passions and who you are so stage five is coming out of the crisis of feeling lost and out of alignment with ourselves we take those passions or skills that we would like to improve on from the previous stage of discovery and take on new commitments more in line with ourselves and who we are We fill our garden with those plants, those commitments that we truly feel deserve a place and we watch them grow. Now, those were our stages. It pretty much involves being lost and trapped in your life and acknowledging it. You hear that inner voice and you make a bunch of life changes. Then you take some time off and think about what you actually want in your life. And then you come out of it and you fill your life with commitments that are more in line with you as a summary. (laughs) Now, there is a lot of growth, I think, that can come from the quarter life crisis. We can learn so much about ourselves and can completely change our realities to be more in line with ourselves. It's a time to reevaluate our lives and to get rid of the things that aren't working and to fill it up with new things that are more in line with you. I've put together a few reminders that you may need during this crisis just to help you along the way. So number one, there is no timeline to healing or to self-discovery. If you went through something like a serious breakup and it was really traumatic or something really confronting or challenging, there is no timeline of when you should be feeling better and inspired. 
So get rid of the idea that after two weeks or after six months, you should be good by now and you should be filling your life with all of these amazing things and life is merry and good because that's not how life works. Number two, you are not behind in life. (laughs) You are on your own path and you are exactly where you need to be right now. You are discovering a lot about yourself and figuring out what doesn't work is a great thing. I need that reminder constantly. I'm not behind in life. (laughs) That is the quarter life crisis. I am still in the stage of discovery and filling my life with new things like a passion project and traveling. I have traveling coming up, going to Europe for six weeks, which is super exciting and still pondering about Southeast Asia, just waiting for the go ahead on that one, waiting for my gut to get fully better. But yes, I have already learned that there is so much good that can come out of a quarter life crisis. So much good. I already feel so much more in line with myself and feel like I'm filling up my life with things that I truly, truly love. So yes, if you are going through it, I feel for you. Um, let me know on my Instagram. It is 20s inspired or lowercase. This brings us to the end of the episode. I love hearing from you guys and I love your stories. So send them through. Let me know where you are at. If you feel like you're at the end of the crisis or you feel like you're about to go into one or you feel like your whole 20s is a crisis, (laughs) join the club. Thank you for listening today. I hope you got something out of the episode or even just something to relate to. If you could please do me a massive favor and leave a five-star rating, that would be absolutely fabulous. And follow if you are on Spotify or subscribe if you are on Apple. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.